Hello and welcome to Rose City Raven's Spatial Spectacle. I'm your host Stephanie and my guests and I will dive into the mystical and mysterious world of metaphysical topics and creatures. From exploring the unknown dimensions of reality to uncovering the secrets of mythical beings, I'm always on a quest to bring you the most intriguing and fascinating information. Join me as we embark on a journey to unravel the mysteries of the universe and gain a deeper understanding of the unseen. Get ready to expand your mind and be entertained. Today's guest is in-house granny witch extraordinaire, social media creator, and blog writer for Rose City Raven, Katie. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today. No problem. I I love, I want to talk for like one second about how I like found you. I was, it, not how I found you, but how <laughs> you like came to, it was like a, um, a serendipitous moment because I, I can't believe <laughs> the timing and everything. Yes. Like I was so, I wasn't quite desperate, but I knew that I needed like, you know, I just lost my job. I started Rose City Raven and I knew that I needed, you know, content creator because we're online, you know. So then I like see your post on Facebook and you're like, I need a job. And I'm just like, how, how beautiful. Like it was like almost instantaneous. <laughs> It was, I know, I, it's like we manifested it because I also lost my job from COVID and it was a job that I'd had for like 10 years and I was super comfortable. My mom was my boss, like, and she retired and I just didn't know how to even get back out there or anything. And then you kind of, this opportunity fell into my lap and it was so perfect, like aligned with my, my interests and things I like knew about. And it was, it was just so perfect. I'm obsessed with social media. So <laughs> Yes. And I am like, I spend some time on social media. I'm not going to lie, you know, but not as much as, as some people I try to like stay off of it. It gets, it gets, in, it gets to me. So I'm, I'm, you know, a little sensitive. So I am too, but I just can't stop. My screen time's out of control. I just, <laughs> like, if one app gets too you much are on next. Yeah, <laughs> 24 hours today it's like oh how is that possible was I awake <laughs> <laughs> but it is it's been really great because you know I can literally get say one word to you and it becomes you're you're very creative in that way and very easy to you know work with and and <laughs> and I'm I'm the type of person that needs that kind of thing. It's like I I love that, you know, you just know. You know what I mean? And I'm glad you give me the, you know, freedom to do it because I feel like I've been collecting all this knowledge and resources and everything for half of my life over half of my life. And now it has application and it's just like like you said, serendipitous. I can't believe everything aligned in such a perfect way. <laughs> I know. I love life that way. <laughs> so, so you, you know, you said you've been, you know, doing this for a long time. Tell me about your background and how you, uh, you know, began your craft, began your path. I was, well, my grandmother, I was a grandparent kid 
And so I was always with my grandparents. My uh, mom worked and my dad wasn't really around for a while. Um, and my Grammy was Methodist and my other granny was just like, I would ask her, why don't you go to church? And she would just be like, I probably should, but she never had any Bibles around. She didn't pray or anything. And she was always gardening and in the kitchen. And I feel like that really inspired my obsession with cooking because she was just no nonsense and always she grew her own food and canned everything it's a wonder i didn't get botulism popping open cans of green beans (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) and she made pies and everything and i feel like that just you know i try to keep that alive i guess with uh my interest in cooking yeah i can resonate with that that's awesome yeah but when it came to witchcraft i was like 14 and i just stumbled upon this book this was my first um, that was the book. book on witchcraft. Everyone has has yeah. the book, you know. <laughs> yeah, a witch's notebook by Silver Ravenwolf, and um, I kept seeing it at a store that we went to all the time. And I finally was like, I'm going to buy it with my allowance. And then it was just on from there. And of course, there weren't shops like yours at the time. There were like catalogs or whatever. But I was like, where do people get these ingredients? All this stuff is calling for. And so all I had access to was my mom's spice cabinet. So, <laughs> which can be beneficial, of course. <laughs> yeah. So that's where I got my start was just, um, it's always been books. And I, I rummaged around in her spice cabinet to get what ingredients I could because she wasn't going to, she thought if she ordered anything online, her identity was going to get stolen. My mom. So. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. The so early 2000s. The <laughs> yeah. That was the way to get supplies. But now like, like with your shop and, you know, other resources out there. It's so much more accessible than it was. I feel like with everything that you learned back then, you had to unlearn half of it or adapt half of it. And I just feel like nowadays you don't have to sift through as much or you can, but there's, you know, it's not so binary and it's not so appropriative sometimes. I feel like the, the resources are of a higher quality now. For like that, researchers. that is true. That is true. <laughs> I think that, you know, and that's why I really rely on on books because I I believe that social media is a very in the internet is a very valuable resource. There's just a level of discernment that you have to really have. Right. Really even with books too, you know, you want to know who the author is, kind of what they're but, you know, follow your intuition kind of thing, but yeah, I can I can definitely relate to you know, rummaging through the spice cabinets and yeah. and like just as a kid, like being really interested in foraging, I know we're both from, you know, Appalachia and that's really what you grow up with. But we growing up in the Bible Belt, it's like the granny witches were sometimes Christians too. You know what I mean? And I really think that a lot of quote unquote granny witches now in, in the area are out of the broom closet that's what i think just recently it's you know you can't it still feels taboo to me because for so long like this is the most i've talked about it publicly or anything like that but for so long it was just something you kind of like kept to yourself and definitely the granny witches would have like their remedies and everything but you know it it was just so taboo i guess to even talk about it but it, it really was it absolutely was and a lot of my grandmothers both had gardens. My my grandmother is still alive and she has 
an herb garden and, and that kind of uh, thing. Now she doesn't do veggies anymore, but yeah. you know, she's 90. <laughs> so what can you do? <laughs> you know, my, my grandmother on my, on my mother's side was, you know, very much that granny, witch kind of energy, she never came out and said it because right. again, it was taboo, you know, and but she always had an herb garden. She always had edible, you know, everything was edible. You know, she always would say, you know, God put yeah. something on this earth to cure everything, every disease. You just have to know how to work with it. So, and that kind of resonated with me too as a kid. Yeah. So and you mentioned <laughs> earlier about pies and I am absolutely I mean, and I'll put, I'll put up some pictures if you don't mind, if you, if you send me some, because they are absolutely magical. I mean, it is like museum worthy, truly your pies are, I mean, it's just like, where does that come from? To me, like, well, when I, when did that start? I didn't really cook when I was younger, uh, like other than, you know, standing on the chair with my grandma. Um, when I lived with my parents, I wasn't really cooking much because I just wanted to be in my room away. It's like, you know, from my dad, most of all, but just out of the way. So I really didn't cook. And then I moved in with my friends and we survived off of 89 cent burritos. And then Nick and I moved in together and my partner and we, um, (laughs) he doesn't like fast food. So I was like, okay, I can't just eat Taco Bell every day. I have to learn how to cook. And I was always really interested in uh, medieval uh, England through like a fantasy lens so I just was like well you know peasants didn't have right yeah any utensils or like you know modern equipment neither do I so if they can do it I can do it and that's just kind of how it started and now I'm very grateful for my KitchenAid mixer but back then I didn't even have a mixer so I was like creaming butter and sugar with by hand and I'm glad that I can do all that now but um, that's how I really got started was just like a fascination with medieval cookery and things like that. So, and I feel like food is a really natural form of magic because you have to eat, even if you're not cooking it yourself, you know, you can look at like a, a, a reference and be like, I need a strawberry smoothie today to draw like love and luck. Um, let me go order that. So I just feel like, yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, just feel I like food, yeah. cooking to me, it's <laughs> meditative. Yeah. I love to do it. Um, I'm alone in the kitchen, just like listening to a podcast or whatever. And I'm still amazed. And I'm like, these ingredients turned into this. This is crazy. But I just think that cooking and food is just so natural as far as like a form of magic goes. And I think it's like kitchen, witch and green, Witch kind of tied together because you have to get the ingredients. So that's just so, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta go yeah. for it. You gotta get your, you gotta gather you know but yeah I think that the old ways like you said can be incorporated today because that movement and that energy of whisking and whipping and kneading and and all of that really can be you know meditative and um, help you really focus on your intentions yeah just do it with intent and you know like while you're stirring like be mindful of the ingredients like what does this correspond to oh great you know um and stir your intention in and I'm just you know happy to be (laughs) in the kitchen usually so and I love to eat (laughs) I do too 
I do too. I um, am about to start my herb garden. Of course, we're having like third, fifth Freak winter weather. in Ohio right now. So, you know, it's like it was sleeting sideways earlier. Yeah, so uh, after being I'm, 80 degrees, 90 degrees. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, all right, well, I'll wait. Yes. <laughs> so I'm waiting hard. on the dill because I'm like, when's the frost going to stop happening? I got to plant right. the dill. <laughs> <laughs> right that's true i've it's just like you know i went to i try to go to and buy local um herbs whenever i don't have them on hand um i do have like a small you know selection of herbs in my kitchen of course but like i don't um i try to shop local and i'm just like i haven't been able to find or er, er, you know dill forever yeah and always the dill <laughs> i could eat just I, when I was a kid, I used to just like grab handfuls of dill and like handfuls of mint and like just eat stuff straight. <laughs> Not wash. I didn't care. Of course, I was like playing in the mud too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. The creek kid. Uh, yeah, right. You got to have the creek kid. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, my grandmother, yeah, grandparents and, and, you know, uncles and stuff would tell crazy stories about the creek cryptids you know oh, yeah. out in Minford and stuff <laughs> Minford has so many stories specifically I've heard since I've moved here I've been like what is this? Minford's haunted it is it's really that's where I you know had my first um sighting of a ghost so and it was like a, and back then I say it was a ghost. I, I really don't know what it was, but it, it was probably fog to be honest, <laughs> <laughs> but it was cool. It was really cool. Yeah. I mean, you never know, <laughs> but like my, my, my aunts and uncles and, you know, grandmother would like tell these, you know, old wives folk, you know, and honestly, it's like, are you just making this up? So I'll be here by the time you know the sun goes down <laughs> yeah really yeah oh so what's your favorite old wives tale um my favorite is probably like eat chicken noodle soup when you're sick um when covid first started uh i wrote on my blog on my tumblr blog um a recipe for chicken noodle soup that i was like trying to keep you know the healing properties of the herbs and everything in mind and uh so I think it's, that one. And then like, it's the mo it seriously does. It's the cure-all. It is. There's, if you really break it down, like your grandmother said, you know, the earth provides. There's amino mm -hmm. acids in the chicken. You can put garlic in it, which is like uh, antibiotic or whatever. And um, turmeric for anti-inflammatory and all kinds of stuff. Like just pop it in the soup and it's delicious. So. That sounds like the best soup. And that, that sounds, I mean, I put... <laughs> tons of garlic in everything oh yeah you know truly i'm one of those people me too <laughs> i love garlic I, i'm an onion girl i love onions like if i buy chicken salad i'm chopping up more onions to put in <laughs> so my great grandmother hated onions absolutely despised them and i can never figure out why i'm like why does she hate onions i love onions personally yeah <laughs> her daughter my grandmother was like they used to take sliced onions and put them, if you had like bronchitis or some sort of like allergies, asthma, something like that, they would put onions on the chest, raw onions, and on your feet. 
And as a kid, my great great grandmother was doing that to her all the time. So I can totally get why she would just because they would like cook the onion down and, you know, draw out the the healing properties. And I found it. I actually found it in one of the books that we carry that, oh, no. from Llewellyn. And I'm just like, that's beautiful but yeah. i can get it i would probably be like eh no i, I, I can't stand sprite because my mom was always like drink sprite when you're sick and i'm like i can never drink sprite again yeah i don't <laughs> I, yeah it's like sprite chicken noodle soup some vicks vapor rub <laughs> you know like at least it's not onions right right <laughs> which apparently that works so it i know i guess it did <laughs> i'm not gonna try it y'all can try it if you want <laughs> Right, right, right. I would suggest going to a medical professional Definitely. Um, if, if <laughs> symptoms are too bad before you start putting onions on yourself. I don't know. Like, you know, yeah. I do. I do. I don't know. I don't know where I would draw the line with like uh, herbal uh, concoctions to help any symptoms that I have. Um, to it be, to be real honest. Bad. My mom was always of the uh, you have to be dying to to go to the hospital mentality which is not good but no no <laughs> I, I mean but I get it I mean I have yeah. insurance but anyway that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah like how about um some peppermint tea you know <laughs> yeah for like maybe a light cough maybe not like bronchitis <laughs> right not bronchitis no 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 <laughs> peppermint's not gonna I mean it might but I doubt it <laughs> Yeah, in addition to professional, in addition to <laughs> professional. <laughs> I feel like a lot of herbs and, and teas that I drink daily are more like a um, preventative care type yeah, of thing. Yeah, that's, that's how I feel. Yeah, I drink a lot of hibiscus tea, big hibiscus. I like sour stuff. I like, um, I have a horrible sweet tooth. That's uh, probably where a lot of my grandmother's cooking came in because I was we were always ingredient households. And uh, so I was like, if I wanted something sweet, we had to make it. Um, but I have a super sweet tooth. And so I want my cho- my uh, tea to be like chocolate chai. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> adding chocolate, caramel, like cream. Yeah, like tons cream, of like, sugar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's true. And whenever I worked on the radio, whenever I like did the morning show, I would drink coffee black because, and I don't prefer it that way at all. I was just like, okay. I just need it to like hit IV. me in the face and then I'll be ready to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's my coffee is also like a milkshake. <laughs> I just love sweets. That's beautiful. <laughs> oh my. Um, so about your craft, um, I obviously you, your handle on, on the socials is granny, Witch. And, uh, which leads me to believe that you work with crone energy. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Yes. Um, I feel like who has more wisdom and knowledge than like an old woman, you know, like, and you're going to learn different things from different kinds of old women. So it just made sense to me. And I was, you know, enmeshed in crone energy as a child. Like dads always seemed very hands off to me, even like the dads that were around, like my friend's dads and stuff and grandparents or grandfathers just felt very hands-off like it was always you know the grandmothers that handled everything and went everywhere and did all the things and same with mothers 
So I just feel like that energy really resonated with me. So yeah, yeah. Erdwin, you know, Frau Halle. <laughs> I love all the old ladies. I just feel like there's so much to learn from old women. I agree. I agree. They've been there, done that. Right. You know, and, and they've have... noticed things that like other people don't, they're so undervalued and underestimated. Um, but they're always listening and they, you know, they pick up things that people would never guess, I guess. <laughs> yeah. the ex With experience, you know, if mm -hmm. you have a perspective for so long, you know, you have your, that uh, perspective when you're 80, 90, a hundred, right. um, you know, and older, especially with the, um, crone goddesses and in that energy and the granny witches and, you know, those those types of um of of resources you know that yeah. are there it just feels very primordial to me like we call the earth mother and like it's the oldest thing like there the chicken or the egg the chicken was a mother like what came first mothers you know so mm -hmm. it's just women i just feminine energy i guess is just really important to me and uh, i feel very valuable yet undervalued yes i agree <laughs> I agree with you. Um, so let's talk about uh, some modern witches. Um, I, I read an article that Vanessa Hudgens has kind of come out of the broom closet, maybe. She <laughs> said that her uh, makeup artist told her that she was a witch. So, I mean, that's kind of what happened to me. I mean, I kind of always knew. And, and then a really close friend of mine that has been practicing for the majority of his life uh was just like you know you're <laughs> a witch right you know <laughs> like you have this in eight you have it innately like don't don't sleep on it kind of thing so I found that interesting and how did you start exploring that when you were told about whenever uh, uh well honestly um I started with crystals and herbs um and I started with the correspondences, really, is what had kind of piqued my interest. Yeah. And uh, whenever I had a, a Malachite um, and I had it and I had never like really even considered that crystals would affect my physical being, I guess. And when... I had this Malachite, my first Malachite, it happened. And I was just like, whoa, <laughs> this, it is, this is crazy. And um, <laughs> so it kind of like, kind of went from there. Um, yeah. So, so that's kind of how that began. I just think that's so interesting that like, People will be interested in like little girls and you know whoever are interested in like pretty rocks but like this rock has a meaning and like it happens to coincide with what you're feeling like that's I, undeniable yeah. yeah it's deep it's deep i think that it's really great that a lot of you know powerful women in power are coming into um not directly saying like hey we're witches but you know they're embracing that lifestyle of the alternative of the masculine and the patriarchy that we have been really ingrained with in mm -hmm. for a while you know we've got Florence Welsh and 
uh, Lena Del Rey and, you know, even Taylor Swift. Yeah. Uh, maybe too, which was kind of, I mean, not necessarily surprising. I think that she is a very magical being. I'm a big Tay-Tay fan, if you can't. Me too. I'm a Swifty. <laughs> okay. Like, I am, the cats are mad because I've, I, I said I wasn't going to mention Taylor Swift and here I am. <laughs> Can you hear them fighting in the background? I just heard it for a second. <laughs> Little, it's madness, you know? You can't control them. Okay, excuse me. Excuse me. Quiet on the set, Milton. <laughs> they are just, I mean, they. it's like a daily thing. They. We call them rat battles. <laughs> I asked them specifically not to do those. <laughs> we will not be jammed <laughs> anyway and of course Stevie <laughs> back to our celebrity witch modern like embracing it um, I mean she's been embracing it. it and I think that a lot of them are just like innately mystical beings I think so and I feel like it's good that we're talking about it it's good that more people on social media are talking about it and as always it's great when celebrities are talking about it because it's more people are exposed to it it's normalized because it is normal it's natural um, it's all natural nothing wrong Quite with literally it. you know yeah <laughs> so. nothing wrong with it no no and I like that uh people are we're in an age i think we're coming into an age where people are noticing that there is something behind the veil you know they've experienced whether it be you know aha moments or ghosts or ufos or you know um angels messages from you know however people interpret it i think that people are more willing to discuss it publicly and i'm here for it and that's why we're here you know yeah. <laughs> i feel like doing manifestation magic and seeing that it works is just undeniable like when when you experience that you're like this, i did this and it worked so yeah for me that yeah. was when I was young it was like this is crazy this is working like yeah but Absolutely. with Stevie other people coming out of the broom closet, um, people like to cite that she's not a witch because of an interview she did, but they ha they don't keep in mind that it was during the satanic panic where she literally could not say, yeah, I'm a witch. It's, it's chill. Like she couldn't say it. She couldn't come out with it. And she always wore all black. And during that time, she stopped wearing all black because she couldn't have continued to have the career the way that she did. But now I feel like it kind of speaks for itself with not only her lyrics from back then, even when people started to suspect she was a witch, um, but she's back to wearing all black, which you don't have to do to be a witch, obviously, but she was doing it. And um, all of her appearances specifically as a witch on American Horror Story, like everybody comes back for that show, but she only comes back as a witch. I just feel like she's pointing to not to label her or anything, but I yeah, just, yeah, me, it's obvious. Not. Yeah, I mean, it's quite obvious. And I remember, I, I just like, that was such a pivotal, even that that entire, because back in the day, we had, you know, which we had charmed and, you know, I mean, Bewitched was a little before my time, but it was kind of like hokey, 
Um, but I think that after like 2011 or something, I feel like, you know, more, there were more witches in the media, um, yeah. more witches on TV shows, more witches, uh, you know, IRL that are being consulted for these shows and, um, which is a huge step, huge, huge, absolutely huge because you know, for a long time, there was just this misunderstanding um, that, I mean, it's the Disney, like, every witch in Disney is, like, scary. And yeah. some witches are scary and more power <laughs> to them. You feel me? Yeah. But, <laughs> like, I, I, it's just like, you know, I... I'm a witch, but I'm a, I'm also an athlete. You know what I mean? I don't necessarily dress the part, um, but I talk about it all the time now, you know? Um, yeah. And I encourage other people to talk about, talk about how, what works with them, what, you know, what their perspective is and that kind of thing. So that's, that's really, it's magical to yeah. uh, see it unfold and, and see, um, you know, American Horror Story, obviously over-exaggerated kind of thing, but like I appreciate Stevie's um, sharing her music uh, because yeah. like that is spell work in itself, you know? Right. Yeah. It really is. I'm so excited to see her live. I'm oh my God. Excited. I can't wait. <laughs> it's gonna I'm be a very, very excited. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I saw Fleetwood Mac that was freaking magical it was you know that's been years ago though but but I do think with uh, more witches in the media some people I feel like some witches don't like the you know portrayal of witches even still but I I love it I like the camp I like the aesthetic even if it's you know not for everybody or not representative accurately or whatever but I really love in the craft how they had an actual uh witch to consult on everything and she helped them to write the spells and everything and it to me, that still is like a fun, semi-accurate representation. It is. And obviously the magical figure. It's but. my favorite too. It's one of my favorites. I love that one in Practical Magic. I just mm -hmm. love it. And I love all, I like, I like seeing a witch, even if it's a like point her finger magic, you know, kind of. <laughs> I know, I deal. do too. Let's talk about ghosts. What, have you ever seen a ghost before? Like an apparition I, of a ghost? I, I have seen the hat man. I didn't know that was a thing when I oh. saw it. But I was telling oh. somebody about it. And they were like, have you seen the documentary, the hat man? And I was like, no. I still didn't watch the documentary, but I looked at the pictures. <laughs> You're like, I looked it up on the, I looked at, I found some TikToks. Okay. Yeah, I and Googled I'm it. <laughs> All right. Like. But we were at my friend Austin's house and his uh, living, living room was like down a level. Like he had to step down like those 90s houses you know mm -hmm. um and I thought it was his stepdad and I was like oh my god because we came in really late and I was like we're in trouble we went to his room and I was like we're not getting yelled at what happened he was like if that was Jeff he would have already been in here like so we just saw somebody it was just the perfect black silhouette of a man like wearing a little hat with a brim that is how tall was he was he really tall he was small no he was pretty tall he was um because it was the step down so he was oh, like okay okay level with me when we came in so oh, okay. he would have been even taller than me but yo that house was super haunted there was another time when I was in the kitchen and he was in his bedroom and I was making pop tarts and I saw somebody run by like just like the shape of somebody run by like a shadow person or something 
Mm -hmm. And I stuck my head out like of the kitchen doorway to look in the direction it ran. And I heard him laughing behind me and we're the only ones home. So I was like, oh, yikes. Oh, who was that? (laughs) And he's seen it a bunch of times. So. So what do you do you think that like, well, I think I mean, I think that ghosts can manifest in different like when I say ghosts, I mean, like um you know people that have passed like I you know but I've had some paranormal experiences like that I saw uh the first time I ever saw an actual like apparition full-bodied was after my I mean it was years after my uncle had passed because I had like moved to Portland and I was in my Portland apartment and uh I was like sitting in my living room and I looked over at the entryway to my kitchen and he's just standing there and he's like in um, his like 30 year old self. Of course, I didn't know him when he was like 30, but I've seen pictures and it was he was just like, hi, Steph, love you. And I'm like, what? I'm like, (laughs) love you, too. And then he just walked into my kitchen and he was gone. And I'm just like, of course. And, you know, I had a I really I really love and miss him. Like I had a special bond, especially about the paranormal and otherworldly and, you know, everything. He was native. Um, so, you know, he, he gets it, you know? Yeah. Um, so it, it was really special to me too. You know, that was, that was special, but you know, I, I felt weird stuff. And those buildings downtown Portsmouth, like Boney Fiddle is one of the most haunted places that I've ever been in, you know, Um, whether it be good or bad spirits is kind of subjective, you know, because it depends on which building you're in, you know, right, right. Uh, but (laughs) you know, you have trained in the walls, right? Yeah. So when we lived down there, we would watch like the ghost first. Oh, you did. Yeah, yeah you did live, live the, down there. Uh, we lived above Journey Within when it was there. And we would watch the ghost tours like down, like <laughs> out our window down in the alley <laughs> go by. So. Yeah, Journey Within, that old building, um, was incredibly haunted. The ladies at Serendipity of Minford uh, have some absolutely wild hills from there and every you can go up and down the entire street and go in every business that's with the ghost tours i mean you can literally yeah. there's a i mean a story at every, on every corner <laughs> there yeah. was only two instances that i can think of anything weird happening in that apartment and i was in the bathroom and somebody like just knocked once on the door and i was like i was standing right by so i slung the door open thinking it was nick and he wasn't in there so i was like oh okay that was weird um, and then there was another time I was in bed and it felt like a cat jumped into the bed and I reached over and there was nothing there. Oh yeah. That's happened to me before too. That's creepy. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> in the knocks, the knocking, um, that's happened before. And then I'm just like, you know what? We are going to cleanse this space. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is, y'all are being too loud. I'm going to need you to go to the light. Thank you. you know, like, <laughs> Please. <laughs> Scat. <laughs> <laughs> and the animals watching things. Oh yeah, my t- ooh, the cats, man. I just assume <laughs> they're like the fairy guides that hang out, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? <laughs> For sure. The cats. Yeah. So tell me about your familiar. I saw was that jelly that hopped in? It was in your jelly. <laughs> I couldn't finish her off. 
um, yeah, we we got Twig first, and he was just like he was destiny. It was so weird. I was like, I want a cat that's like gonna need a lot of attention from me because I want to coddle one, and uh, I was like, a, a special needs cat would be great. And we went to Sierra's Haven, and I was like, obviously, I want to be black, and he is so antisocial. But when I met him, he came and like clawed up my leg. And he had a little, he has radio hypoplasia, so his little foot is like this all the time. Um, and he, I couldn't believe it. And I was like, oh my god, he's perfect, I choose you! And I didn't even look around anywhere else. And um, when we went to pick him up, he was like all scared and everything. And now anytime like a stranger comes, he's super nervous or whatever. He, he warms up, but it was just so odd that that first time he just came right to me because he's not like that at all. Uh, <laughs> he's just but we're not so like that. <laughs> and I, he's my little soulmate. And then we found Jelly because Nick Nick didn't want any more cats, but I was like, he needs a friend. And Austin, uh, my best friend, found him and, or found her. And he was like, I found this cat. She's so small. You're not going to believe it. She's so little, but I can't take her right now. Like, can you hold her for me? And she brought her and she was just unbelievably tiny. And uh, she needed to go to the vet really badly. And we ended up sinking a bunch of money into her. And Nick was like, she can stay as soon as he saw her. So <laughs> she just worked out. And then Trundle, I kept manifesting at all. <laughs> orange long-haired cat i really wanted a, an orange long-haired cat to go with twig and be halloween boys and um austin found another cat and she turned out to be pregnant and gave birth to two orange long-haired boys and we were like this is crazy <laughs> but i just couldn't believe that that like of the cats that she, she's not orange or anything but she had two orange boys so <laughs> so now we have our three i love that They're all so perfect they have perfect temperaments like they don't really tear anything up they don't get into anything it's wild I'm, my next cat's gonna be like climbing the walls <laughs> my two cats are we found buster similar to your um uh, you had twig first right mm -hmm. um yeah buster was but the funny thing is they said he was antisocial, right he didn't like people and he like ran up to us and was really friendly and i'm just like oh my gosh this is him you know it's just like they know that who they need to go with like mm -hmm. you see those videos of stray cats that just come up to people and it's like you try to catch a stray cat that doesn't want to be caught but yeah and i mean we bring him home and he's just like first of all he's incredibly mouthy he's not shy <laughs> they put on his adopt adoption papers that he was shy and he has been raising <laughs> 10 kinds of hell this entire show so <laughs> I mean, he's not shy. Um, oh. And then I, when we lived in Portland, I um, would let him out on the balcony. We lived on the second floor and he would like look out the balcony and lay, you know, hang out. And uh, he was like meowing, going crazy. And then I looked down and um, I wanted a more affectionate cat because he's not really affectionate. He's just a mouth. <laughs> <laughs> He's affectionate on his own terms. Yeah, that's all mine. <laughs> I look down and I see this beautiful cat. I mean, little white cat, blue eyes. I'm like, oh my gosh, like you're going to get hit by a car. So I run down, I grab him and he comes straight. Like he just runs up to me and I'm just like, first of all, you're too clean and you're too sweet to not, oh. to be feral, you know? Yeah. Love, immediately fell in love with him, brought this cat in the house and it's midnight and <laughs> like John's asleep and I have this cat in the house. I'm like, <laughs> I have a cat. And he's like, okay, why? <laughs> <laughs> I 
Where like, did that I, go? I just found him and he's ours now. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, just like, whatever. So <laughs> it was too late for him to just try to, you know, <laughs> win yeah, a battle. It was anti-Trundle, but I was like, it's happening. It's already happened. He's, he's named. <laughs> and they have my... The, the white cat ended up like as his coat got thicker has these exact same markings as our other cat and i'm just like first of all they're brothers we can't like split them up like yeah you know they're not literally brothers that i feel yeah. like they were like um john calls buster uncle buster but <laughs> they're brothers oh. <laughs> he does that a like i don't know <laughs> <laughs> I love my boys. They are so sweet. I can't believe we sit here and talk about cats forever, but you know, it is what well, it is. Yeah. <laughs> they are like familiar. They're, you know, I think Twig truly is like he just chose me and he's exactly what I wanted. He's so affectionate. He's too affectionate sometimes, <laughs> but he'll let you do whatever you want. You can willer him and everything, but too affectionate. Orange cats are kind of a di just completely different personalities. It's yeah, just <laughs> yeah, and uh, yes, and kind of derpy. They're a little, yeah. a little bit derpy. I always but... got the brain cell today. <laughs> they all pass one brain cell between all the orange cats. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's like geez, OP. Oh boy. Okay. Well, back on the topic of witchcraft, what does being a witch mean to you to me being a witch is somebody who is or wishes to be in control of their own destiny and manifesting for themselves and just um it can it doesn't you know it's not gendered or anything it's just somebody who is taking control of their own destiny and their own life and i, I think also times they're very spiritual and you know in tune with nature and like you said uh, someone recognized that you had an innate affinity for it and everything. And I think that that happens a lot too. people. And that's why it's good to have witches in media and celebrities and everything that can illuminate the path that it even exists. Because there are some people that, you know, in the Bible belt and everything that may not know that it's an option and or that it's something that's calling to them until it's right in front of them. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, the term like witch, even using it is reclaiming that yeah. reclaiming that power you know yeah i so, think so too and i, I think it makes it less taboo and you know like like i said it still feels you know some people you don't talk about it with and some people you obviously are totally comfortable talking about it with but it needs to get more normalized and people to realize it's not evil it's not we're not doing the satanic panic thing anymore like no it's totally unrelated so no yeah i agree and Jesus hung out with seers and quote unquote witches. So I've heard I, of Christian witches. So yeah. And I wanted to briefly speak on that because I really feel like that is because I work with the characters, archetypes of the Bible and the uh, energies of, you know, Christ and Mary Magdalene and uh, the I Virgin feel very, Mary. Yeah. I feel an affinity toward Mary too. Like, mother energy i just feel like it's all tied in you know yeah yeah the together. mother energy with mary a lot i agree with you on that and even mary magdalene has been i i i really wasn't really called to her or <laughs> until i was much older and after because i was a christian my 
until I was probably 20, 19, 20. So I kind of like blossomed into my own path and started walking that a little bit later, but I can't shake the spirituality aspect of Christianity. And I don't think I ever will. And I think that it's really important for people to, you know, utilize the knowledge of the elders and see what resonates with you. And if it doesn't, it doesn't, you know what I mean? Just like with other books, you can take what resonates and, you know, adapt it for your own practice. And um, I was also raised, I feel like I got a lot of freedom from my mother and my my granny who didn't go to church my other granny was methodist and then like my uh, babysitter and everything were the baptist of the can't read harry potter variety like oh, extreme yeah um, no i uh, feel so, that no I, i've been to churches like that yeah yeah but my mom prays like she's making a wish and so i feel like to me that seems like manifestation magic yeah and i don't know is. if that's how other people pray like some people you know do it all formally and everything but she always would just like close her eyes before bed and make a wish you know mm-hmm. i love that so I just, yeah there's i'm glad that i was able to explore outside of the religion because it for everything that is still special to me it, there was like a lot of trauma and everything but yes yes I and and i feel like Mary. yeah and kind of working through that um, and I don't want to say that my all, my entire experience was traumatic because it really wasn't. Right. Um, but there were aspects that were just like, whoa, like this is really kind of intense. And I don't, again, feel like that. I mean, at that time I didn't, you know, but I did discern like, hey, this doesn't resonate with me or whatever. Um, I remember reading like the things that were like women have to serve men and things in the Bible and immediately yeah. being like, huh? my ex and I went to when we were engaged we went to because we got married in the church and his uncle was a Baptist preacher and he was going to marry us and I never like been to the church but I was like whatever we're getting married in my grandparents church like no big deal um yeah so he's like you have to go to marriage counseling and like we go there and I sat there and this is the first time I'm meeting my significant other at the time's uh, uncle, you know, and he's telling me, you know, women have to serve men. Um, like women need to like make sure that the man is provided for with like meals, every meal. And like, um, I, you know, just like, <laughs> yeah. it's silly to me because like, because like my partner at the time was not like that. You know what right. I mean? He, he really wasn't like that. <laughs> I mean, he, and we all have our faults that he wasn't like that. Thank goodness. Right. Didn't have that line of thinking. Uh, but right. I sat there and I was just grin, you know, grin and bear it. But at that time I, I just, it was like, Oh, come on, let just get, get over, with, get it over with. We get out to the car and I'm just like, um, I hope you know that I'm not going to have a sandwich made for you at noon every day (laughs) ever. Like, I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. You know what I mean? Like I, and he just busts out laughing like, (laughs) oh my gosh. So that was that, you know, and that was like the whole vibe. And it's like, now I feel like witchcraft has really, allowed me to seek my own path 
there's many authors at that we carry in the shop that are exactly that type of like okay you don't have to follow this path specifically you don't have to uh just do everything like whenever I would first start doing magic so to speak it would be you know I need a b c d e f to make this happen and you know you don't you don't necessarily need all these tools you just need your empowerment you know what I mean yeah I think every the tools are just a conduit just you know maybe it can like focus your energy more or manifest something more powerfully quicker or something but you have all the power you need it just they're directors yeah Mm -hmm. and sometimes storytellers you know with these like we talked about earlier with the crones and with the um different characters uh from the bible and um things that you're familiar with because that is uh your perspective is what's going to lead your path you know to open to open the path rather yeah you know yeah but yeah i appreciate you being on <laughs> our very first episode of yeah. <laughs> our our new podcast um and we'll be on on the youtubes too um i can't wait to see I, who you have next yeah <laughs> next yeah, yeah. Our, <laughs> yes our next guest is uh going to be my mystic mama roseanne oh. rosier oh, very good. excited to have her on the show she um is the town psychic so oh, yeah. to speak, you know you know what I mean? Yeah. She's like, like she was one of the very first people that really, uh, <laughs> really kind of helped me uh, open and and explore my path. So, I, and she is absolutely a hoot. So, I'm excited to have her on next. I can't week. wait to hear it. Yeah, thank you, Katie. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. No thank you.